1: Welcome in, everybody. It's Kostaki Economopoulos, the host of All Pro Lines, the podcast. Happy New Year, everybody. Happy New Year. You got resolutions? You got things you're thinking of? You got you got daydreams and improvements to make? We're supporting you. We're with you. <laughs> uh, well, yeah, it's kind of weird the way the schedule fell. I ended up uh, doing one of these on Christmas Day with my boy Glenn Grisard. And here we are on New Year's Day with my boy uh, Brian Miller. So a couple of my favorite characters. uh, Happy to be here. Thank you guys for listening. Appreciate the support over the years. Uh, Genuinely very grateful for it all. And getting to do this crazy bunch of things for a living is uh, awesome. Ah, Ron Milford's in here, Robert Hainline and Ryan Chambers. And last but not least, hey, Ewan. Ewan, good to see you, buddy uh susan how clark i think our first ever second champion second time champion in the uh all pro lines fantasy football listener league oh she crushed it i don't i mean i i know this only appeals to a small number of people but this is worth this is worth looking at her team went Fucking bananas this week. <laughs> Lamar Jackson had 51 points in fantasy this week. Najee Harris 25. James Cook. Yeah. Darius Slayton went nuts. Demarcus Robinson did well. Dallas Goddard Rashi Rice. She had Jamar Chase and Brian Robinson on the bench. And uh one going away with crazy, a crazy amount of fantasy points. So congrats to Susan. She was our first ever winner. If I remember this right. And, uh, here she is returning a a few years later. So kudos lady. Uh, I ended up having a very quiet new year's. Usually I'm, I'm working, you know, new year's is a big night for a comedian. I'm out there running around. Uh, this year it was just me and a five-year-old went to bed early. (laughs) I asked her what she wanted to do to celebrate. And, uh, We landed on going to breakfast together this morning. Last night we made a plan, so we went and had pancakes at the little uh, breakfasty place that's near us, and uh, it was awesome having a nice breakfast with my favorite little to start the year. was pretty cool. Uh, So happy New Year to all of you guys! Uh, And uh, yeah, let's uh, let's do a couple announcements. We have a new friend. We, we got to be careful with the language. The, the, the gambling industry is very touchy about language. So they're a friend. Uh, but they're a big friend. Bet MGM. Uh, now one of our friends. They have a preposterously good offer. $1,500 in bonus bets if you don't win. I'm a little confused about exactly how it works because I live in California and I'm not allowed to play on BetMGM. But uh, most of you listeners are. They're very big and wide open all across the Midwest. So... Check them out. There are links at all of our uh, outlets, all of the link trees of the All Pro Lines and the Kostaki pages all over social media. Uh, bet MGM is, uh, they're big boys in the universe and uh, I gotta say betting on football is fun. I bet on a couple things last night just to kind of, you know, I like to bet small because if I bet big, this is just my personal taste, if I bet big I get mad when, the, when they do dumb things or guy drops the ball or whatever. <laughs> but if I bet five dollars, and might win 30. It's great. I do a couple of those kind of things. I have like a little, a uh, little DraftKings lineup, you know, I have a little uh, uh underdog fantasy, couple of, you know, over unders kind of thing, a little parlay. Oh, it's, I love it. Makes it fun. Anyway, that's just my personal taste. You can, of course, bet less than five and you can bet way more than five uh on all these places. So check it out. Come see me live. I am uh Coming out of my shell, I'm going to be doing a lot. I'm going to be posting a lot more gigs on the page here soon. But coming up right away here, I'm doing uh, Ashtabula, Ohio and Erie, Pennsylvania in about a week and a half, mid-January. So come see me out in those parts. I got a big uh, fancy Valentine's Day gig in Nebraska I'll tell you more about when that gets closer. And uh, I haven't heard about the Super Bowl yet. I'm not sure exactly what's happening with that. I'll, I'll look into that and see what's going on. Um, but uh, but uh, but uh, do I have any other announcements I wanted to cover here? Yeah, not really. Let's do some jokes. Jokes are fun. <laughs> the two-minute drill. I have for you what I believe to be the most mind blowing stat in all of the NFL. I have heard this before. I have joked about this before, but I cannot believe it. I went and looked back and looked into it a little bit. The Lions had more playoff wins in 1957 than since 1957. What the fuck? That's crazy. I looked it up. So in 1957, they played two playoff games. I guess there was a small number of teams. Uh, and they the second one was the championship game, and they beat the Browns to be the world champions of football or whatever before the NFL was a combined thing in the Super Bowl era. Uh, so 57, they won it all. And they've only won one playoff game since then, somewhere in the 90s, some random whatever uh, it's crazy. So this year they could turn this stat upside down. You know, we'll see. They, it's definitely a good team that could beat anybody on any given Sunday. Uh, This week it didn't work out for them, but man, that was a crazy entry to that game. <laughs> oh my goodness! Uh, Yeah, the last time the Lions won the division, Bill Clinton was enjoying his cigars in style. It was 30 years ago. The, the last time the Lions won the division, they sent out word with a fax machine. They still made cars in Detroit that year. The playoff picture was uh, Polaroid. O.J. Simpson was an unbesmirched hero. He was an American hero (laughs) last time the Lions won the division. White Bronco was just a nickname for John Elway. Having drinks with Bill Cosby still seemed like a good idea. It wasn't, but we didn't know that yet. It definitely wasn't. Usually when you hear Detroit is number one, you think like NFL draft order or movies about rap battles or uh, places where premier athletes retire in their prime or a total amount of stolen copper wire per capita. That kind of thing is usually what you think. No, they're number one. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) Panthers owner, David Tepper appears in a viral video, throwing a drink at some Jags fans. The NFL is going to find him for too accurately portraying trickle down economics. it's kind of a relief to find out that somebody in Carolina can successfully throw something. That's good. Calf injury for McCaffrey. I'm glad his name isn't McCockery. You know what I'm saying? That's a joke that was written on a page. That's a joke we decided to tell. Um, Highbrow comedy we do here at all pro lines. The Ravens honored Ray Rice. If you attended that, I hope you took the stairs. Don't tell me after the, at the after party, they serve punch. Huh? Ah, that's the kind of elevated humor you can expect from me. Jungle Rule was upended Saturday. If you know, watch the uh Lions Cowboys games, but some uh, some zebras fuck some Lions. It was a crazy ending. We'll discuss this a little bit with Brian, I I think. Um some wild play calls. I don't think the NFL can credibly show ads about gambling responsibly and then cut immediately to Dan Campbell making decisions. That doesn't seem – that that's not <laughs> – The Cowboys honored Jerry Jones at halftime, and then Jerry fired Jimmy and honored himself. That seems right. Yeah, that's what. Cardinals upset the Eagles. Isn't it a, against federal law to upset an Eagle? Ravens put up 56 points on the Dolphins. Miami got beat so badly, the girls in the clubs lowered their tops to half-mast. Half-staff? Mast is a boat, right? Ah, <laughs> uh, the minutia of joke, right? <laughs> <laughs> they do the same thing in Atlanta. That's why the city has so many strip clubs. Kadarius Tony out with a hip injury. Yeah, he got hurt when America collectively hip-checked him to the bench. Chiefs, Chiefs played on New Year's Eve and Kadarius Tony was out Wait, who's going to do the big ball drop? That was the question. Just kidding. The Chiefs have plenty of guys who can drop the ball. If it was New Year's Eve, every time Kadarius Toney dropped the ball, it would be 2084. They say the best offense is a good defense. Well, this year the Jets proved them wrong, didn't they? I love that the Jets had to look Joe Flacco in the face as he kicked their asses when they could have brought him back in September and been in the playoff picture right now shame on you jets you get what you deserve you made your own bed see also falcons and seven other teams that would have been improved with joe flacco just sticking to their guns what was it because he was pricey he was seven dollars a game or whatever all right that's enough with the jokes and the thing let's bring in brian i don't have much of a plan today we'll just talk to brian it'll be fun hey half math hey, yeah i saw you laughing
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah, I hadn't heard the uh, um uh, the best offense, uh, the best offense is a good defense or whatever. Uh, that was good.
1: Proved him wrong. Yeah, say <laughs> <Stay> the least. <laughs> that team, that team, legit would be good right now with any like even decent quarterback play, even below average quarterback play, but somewhat competent quarterback play, and they yeah, can't probably anybody commit...
0: from like twenty down. Would be fine. Yeah. yeah. The nineteenth best quarterback, which is probably Flacco. Yeah. Yeah. Well, right. He might be higher than that, actually.
1: Well, I don't know. I mean, still. But I mean,
0: somewhere around there.
1: Yeah, there's 10 guys that you can't. I mean, they're just we're gonna are locked in at the top. And then it's a whole bunch of mishmash after that. <laughs> yeah, you're right. If anywhere in the top twenty five quarterbacks, that the Jets team would be good. They blew it. It's their fault. They knew what That's, they had. My favorite story
0: of the year. It's the only thing that's keeping me warm. <laughs> it's, it's, it's just – it's 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 like started off the year and then it got worse and then it, it was better. It's the, kind of the way the Vikings always upset you, which I'm sure we'll talk about, by giving you a little hope and crushing it. I love that Aaron Rodgers, in his attempt to hang on to the media cycle, kind of kept that whole, maybe I'll come back if we're in the playoff picture. So I got to enjoy him essentially being eliminated again.
1: Oh. Oh practice window and all the talk oh and, yeah oh stop it it's ridiculous go sit down get ready for next year is he it was just bad luck right it's not injury prone it's not age right
0: probably not i mean he's not been he broke his collarbone that one year i mean what are you gonna do a giant a, man landed on him and his collarbone yeah. broke it wasn't you know That's it's not freak. like he um He's getting a lot of non contact knee injuries and stuff. I think that's where you worry when somebody's getting like the non contact soft stuff. tissue.
1: That's but, the somewhat but that's
0: he's gonna be what forty one, I think.
1: Maybe forty yeah, two. Starts with a four, yeah.
0: It definitely starts with a
1: four. He's been off for a
0: year and he had an Achilles injury. I don't see him coming back and being bad. But you know, I think it's perfectly plausible that he's like lost a step.
1: Yeah. Yeah, he could be the twenty seventh best quarterback. He could be I Baker Mayfield. Has uh,
0: has deceived us all a little bit uh, in that he kind of made everybody think that like nowadays you can just play till you're forty five. Sort of right. the way Justin Tucker makes you just feel like everybody can kick a sixty yarder because he right. does it so calmly. Right. But like I mean, you can be older now, you know. I think guys are regularly good right up to forty, but you know, remember Drew Brees of a couple of years, you know, the last year or two. Good guys just fall off, and I don't know. Maybe Rodgers is do His arm probably hasn't. I'll say that.
1: Yeah. His ego hasn't fallen off.
0: It's better than most people's arm. It was a rookie year, so what do you do?
1: and he's wise. He understands the game at a level that most guys could never touch, and so, you know.
0: Yeah, he's not going to be bad, but uh, I don't know. I'm wondering if this Jets Jets year now is going to kind of let it always hang out there that he could have been so much better. You know, there's a lot riding on next year now. Next year, if they're really good, right, it validates the whole thing and just says this was bad luck. But next year, if they finish nine and, I don't know, nine and eight, eight
1: and nine. Right. Wouldn't it, be oh, shocking. Is it, worth right. it? it also wouldn't shock me if we got hurt again or there was some other glitchy thing in the arc of it all, you know. Yeah. Yeah.
0: I, that's what I'm, That's what I'm hanging on for.
1: <laughs> I have to say hard knocks is, does a good job of getting us excited. Look, I, well, I love the hard knocks this preseason. It was the jets and it, I was into it. I like Sala. I like the story. I don't really love Aaron Rodgers, but I, the story was so great. Uh, it was a great,
0: it was a great hard knocks. Although it's funny, you know, they do the in season and I'm, I'm really interested in the dolphins and Mike McDaniel. I didn't watch a second of it. I, I kind of have no need for hard knocks during the season.
1: I have had the same attitude, and uh, my friend Heather, who's on here now, she, she said it was great. And I love Mike McDaniel, so I was like, "All right, I'll watch one." It's awesome. I, I've watched I watched all of them so far. It, it's really cool. I have to say, I'm sure it's
0: good. That's you know, maybe I'll watch it in the off season when I need a little football content or something. But I just during the season, it's like I'm already listening to a couple of podcasts to keep up with the games that I'm not getting to watch. <laughs> and so it's like, you know, I sit down on a Tuesday night. And I go, all right, I'm going to watch something. It's like, do we want to watch a documentary about football when there's going to be actual football in like 48 hours? I know, uh? but
1: actually once it gets in your skin, you're a little like, oh, like they just lost huge this week because I kind of want to see the next one. Like, Uh, yeah, I I
0: really well. It's next. That's
1: the that's the game of the week, I think. Yeah. And it's the I mean, that's the that team's good, man. Those Ravens are. They just completely smashed the Niners and the Dolphins. Those are two of the best teams in the NFL, and they embarrassed them both. It's hard
0: to imagine them not winning the Super Bowl right now.
1: I, I agree. Now you know that's hot off of it. it. Just happened a few hours ago. That's what we think. But oh, absolutely,
0: yeah. But I mean, those are those are some convincing wins against good teams.
1: And I, I forget what it was. There's a stat sequence of like. <laughs> and, and defense they're number one in sacks takeaways there's some weird collection where it hasn't happened in 50 years that's the same team with all the great defensive stat leaders um just, so yeah,
0: they passed the concerned. eyeball test that's the thing i mean i know it yeah. sounds cliche but you're watching a football you watch them and you're just just like man these guys are killing it on a level that right. you know we don't always even have a team every year that
1: seems that in sync right yeah, right now they seem unstoppable.
0: What's so special about Hero Bread? Soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas. These ultra low net carb baked goods contain zero sugar, fewer calories, and more protein than the leading brands, and are high in fiber to support gut health. Shop now at hero.co.
1: So, let's do what it's a it's an easy segue to this for me. It was only a few months ago that uh, we weren't sure if Lamar Jackson was even going to sign with this team. You know, we forget how quickly this all turned around. No agent floundering around, not refusing to sign and pissed at the team. And the team, like, brought in Odell Beckham and tried to kiss his ass, and finally they got along. And now it's like we we forget all this. But So kudos to the Ravens for somehow – putting it all back together again, putting the genie back in the bottle and smoothing out all the stuff. And like you say, I mean, as we sit here on a Monday after we saw the Sunday game, it's hard to imagine them not being Super Bowl champs in a few weeks, you know, good for them. Well, and
0: and then Lamar, you
1: know, I count myself among them. People were so skeptical of him being his own
0: agent and all that. And there was so many, we wrote so many jokes about it. And a lot of people said it was such a bad idea and it couldn't have worked out better him and he he proved everybody wrong he got a great deal and and then after that he went out and was like hey by the way you know the great deal i got myself without paying some you know with, with tommy devito's dick tracy villain friend uh any money uh i'm gonna go earn it like the most earn it all year i'm gonna be the mvp right. so he was like how weird that the mvp was also an mvp as an agent
1: yeah good for him i mean to be fair we're also we're, we're it's a little bit of pulling the rug over the some of the bumps in the road. Ru- I mean, he could have been making fifty million dollars the year prior if, with an agent and with some better decision making. But, sure, but yes, he doesn't have to pay a commission. He got a huge deal. He a He's a a team deal. where everything works, and it's certainly it's a shiny, happy place to be right now. So good for him.
0: You know, athletes always do the uh, "nobody ever believed in this and all that stuff, and it's usually you know necessary psychological trickery to get them where they need to be but Lamar Jackson is I think one of the best most doubted athletes uh you know people doubted him on the MVP thing but I, I you still hear the well maybe till this season the occasional echo of it but I remember when he first started it was you know the classic old grumpy guy thing of like well, the mobile quarterback looks pretty good the first couple of years, but you you show me what it looks like in five years. You know, everyone's right. so skeptical of this like new playing style, even though it's like, well, we'd seen Russell Wilson and we'd seen um, some of these other quarterbacks learn how to sort of adapt that mobility into a long term thing and to make it work and, to you know, put all the tools together. Yeah, sort of, you know, I think Kaepernick was on the way to doing that. I think, um, you know, whether, you know, his, his abilities weren't always as consistent, but Russell Wilson, you know, you see Josh Allen, Mahomes, it's it's the new style. And Lamar Steve was like did the it. newest of the new style, like the most extreme. But right. like, I remember watching him and thinking, I don't know, this looks pretty sustainable. It's not like Justin Fields where he's just improvising. He's adding that ability to other stuff. But even after, I thought after three, four years when you had to say, Undeniable, this guy's at worst top 10 quarterback every year, you know, and he's injured some, but not like an insane amount compared to some other people. Um, You still heard those echoes of skepticism about Lamar. And I think at this point, it's like after the whole agent thing, whatever. But now, you know, having been this good for this long anyway, and having probably his best year on his best team right now. I think you just have to say, even if he falls off a cliff next year, you have to go, yeah, he was great, and he had a great career. I mean, he's he's not, I don't think, going to fall off a cliff either.
1: No, but he, but he's not going to have a Tom Brady, Aaron Rodgers. No. He's no. going to have more of a Cam Newton kind of a run where yeah. he's really compelling, really great, and then like, uh-oh.
0: <laughs> yeah, <laughs> closer to a, a running back than a kicker in, in in terms of lifespan. Right. But, you know that's true of a lot of guys pocket or not, you know, there aren't, you know, you you lose a little bit of this or you, people figure you out. Um, I, I, I tell you what, as a Vikings fan who I I like cousins, I've I've enjoyed for the most part, the cousins experience. Um, but we're looking for a new quarterback. If you told me, Hey, you're going to get this pretty interesting toolsy mobile guy. But he's he's probably only going to be good for eight
1: years. <laughs> like, sign me up. Okay, Let's yeah. worry
0: about this eight years from now. right.
1: Yeah, yes, that's right. Yes, especially you know a Falcons fan who's it's just the desert of no water. Like, it, yeah. it's from where I sit, it's crazy to bench Russell Wilson. I'm like, hey, man, we would kill to have Russell? Wilson? <laughs> <laughs> well,
0: you yeah, absolutely. <laughs> hey, I mean, the, I mean, the Vikings obviously would kill to have him as their backup.
1: Yeah, yeah, a lot of teams would be very happy with Russell Wilson right now. But it's, there's like 17 backups or whatever. It's some crazy number. It's- oh, it's insane. Yeah, they've
0: I think they're crested <laughs> the 60 quarterback mark, uh, starting quarterback mark of the season tot- in total. Um, and I think I'll tell you what. I Russell Wilson obviously is gone from the Broncos. I mean, that's like they basically set. There's no question. Anymore.
1: They're they're sewing that back up. No, yeah, that's over. and
0: so. W- I was somebody was asking me uh, a couple of nights ago about what I thought about or what's gonna happen to Russell Wilson and, and it seems to me he might get signed in the offseason. probably not he just chills out for a few minutes you know let the next season start everyone will pick their starters somebody's rookie will be terrible somebody's ankle will break whatever I think he he gets that call off the couch next October I think he's the first guy you call off
1: oh the that's couch, interesting next October I wonder if that's but you, but then you're not making the real the the big money. You, you probably he's definitely top thirty-two, right? Like the Falcons. Well, of, I, I,
0: I don't know. I mean, I'm wrong. Team.
1: Who do, do you think would sign
0: Russell as their starter starter next year?
1: I think there's at least seven teams that would be dramatically improved by adding Russell Wilson. Again, he's not like oh, yeah. A. I'm
0: just but saying – think- Like, don't you think it'd be pretty counterintuitive? I mean, maybe they send him to a one-year deal. Okay, the Falcons for a one-year deal, sure. Perfect. Anything more than a one-year deal, though, I mean, you're just Russell's not the future. Russell's his abilities are on the steep decline. It's just because he's getting older. Nothing wrong. It happens. Um, But if you're, you know, a three-year deal for Russell Wilson is a bad deal. Um, Yeah, I I I, I think more people would think backup. But I think the smart money for him would be to be like, I'm not nobody's backup. I'm still a starter but I might be more of like an October starter as opposed to an early September starter.
1: Yeah, I hear you. That's an interesting strategy. I, I, I think who was the, who it was a Viking guy. It was the, it was the injured kid out of Oklahoma and the Vikings had a hurt quarterback and you brought him in for a million dollars and he couldn't walk. What's his name?
0: <coughs> I, but there's been so
1: many, we've lost so many people, which- <laughs> Do you remember which era we're talking about? Like recently? Yeah, this is about about 10 years ago. I believe he was the Oklahoma quarterback, kind of a pretty kid, and he was this big potential superstar, but he had some knee issues. And I think it was when Bridgewater went down. The Vikings brought him in. Oh yeah, they brought a bunch of people in right around. Ah, shit. I wanna now I'm gonna look at I it. can't Hold
0: think of off the top of my head, I gotta tell you.
1: But uh, um, Well that
0: actually does bring me that does kind of bring me to my taps though, in terms of Russell Wilson talking okay, about the yeah. couch. My taps, it's a, kind of an obvious one, but I have to go with old Joe Flacco. Ah, I, mean, I love it. The reason is, well, first off, the Jets was, what a fun revenge game for him to get to go beat the Jets on the Browns, and uh, I had kind of decided to never root for the Browns again at all based on the, the Sean Watson thing, which I just thought was both stupid and gross. The <laughs> Long-term guaranteed deal. I'm so happy it's blowing up in their face, but for this one year, uh, I, I'm fine with them now. I'm kind of pulling for them because they're a f- fun story. And uh, Blacko is a great story. And I realize I've reached the age now where any time the old guy has a little resurgence, I'm just dialed in 100%. It's all I've got <laughs> left to relate to is old guys still got it. Like I love watching <clears> Holmes, <throat> and I love watching Josh Allen. I can't relate to that in any capacity. You know when I see the guy that everybody thought was like done for, and he comes, turns out to have like a couple of couple of squirts of gas left in the tank. I was like, yes, yes, yes. And Flacco is, man, he looks better than I remember him looking since his Baltimore early Baltimore days.
1: Yeah, it's fun. That that has a crazy stat too. I think it's the first playoff team to feature four different starting quarterbacks during a season. That's that that would cool not battle. surprise me at all. That's a cool stat, right? You get four different quarterbacks. Some shit's going wrong. <laughs> yeah, as spoken as a Vikings fan, yes.
0: <laughs> and then we went back to the guy that we benched, for the guy that we benched that we went back to. I mean, it's oof. Oof.
1: <laughs> I think it's kind of fun. I can't find this. Oh, quickly. I'm happy for the Browns, sort of. I'm too. I, I feel like I could root for them again now that Baltimore is gone. For, for the season. While. Yeah, for right. For the season. <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> Hold on. I'm going to look up one more thing.
0: <laughs> but no, the i not got to say the Vikings thing, I called this a while back. I remember looking at the schedule and saying, this can go only one way, which is that the Packers will eliminate the Vikings on New Year's Eve, ruining New Year's Eve for everyone in the region. And uh, <laughs> it came to pass. It was amazing. Yeah. you know what I did last night, by the way, for New Year's Eve, since there were no gigs. So the, the Vikings screwed me out of like a grand. Because normally I would work on New Year's Eve, but none of the bars around here had one-nighters or not as many of them because everyone was watching the game. And um, uh, a lot of the comedy club folks were telling me that, you know, they had good attendance, but not the usual full New Year's attendance, you know, sold out, people still requesting tickets because of the stupid game. Uh, So I just went down to Acme to hang out and uh, got to hang out with uh, Kermit Pio and Chad Daniels and Brian Regan.
1: Wow, that's quite a group. What was Brian Regan doing there? He did like a theater in town? He did a New Year's Eve show
0: uh, at one of the big theaters here. So he tooled over to Acme with his retinue. Uh, He had a a little bit of a road posse with him. Um, What? The comedian Steve Rogers was opening for him. So he was there. Oh, yeah. No, you know, his tour manager and I think his lady friend. And, you know, it was was a a small posse of Brian Regan. They're the politest posse of all time. I mean, they couldn't be more... (laughs) Oh, thank you, please. Oh, you know, more unassuming and friendly. But no, they <laughs> hung out for several hours. Me and Kermit that's were cool. tending bar for a while, pouring drinks for everybody.
1: Ah, oh, I love that. That's great. I love Chad Daniels too.
0: Oh yeah, Chad. Yeah, Chad was great, and Kelsey Cook, uh, the excellent com- comedian uh, that he's dating, was there. And there was a so, Tommy Ryman came out. It was a big, ah, uh, big comedy to do over at Acme.
1: And of course, I love Kermit. That, that's great. That's oh, a, that's nice to hear, man. Uh,
0: it's, it's I incredible. told him you said hello, and yeah, we had a great time. It was a, it was a fun New Year's Eve. Nice. I left at 2.30 and people were going, you're leaving already? Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to die.
1: <laughs> I think last night was the first New Year's Eve since I was 12 or something that I wasn't awake for the midnight. <laughs> really? You didn't make it? I just went to bed. I was, <laughs> it was just me and a five-year-old. She went to bed several, you know, a few hours before. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> So I sat there and had a couple drinks and ate some chocolate and was like, "Yeah, I think I'm done here." <laughs> yeah, well, she's getting up at 6:30 or whatever, That's regardless of you know the, the alarm is already there is a, there's a biological clock in her head. She's like, "Yeah, I'm gonna wake up and go Happy New Year." And so, yeah, it was actually really sweet. She she was a little grumpy last night. She had got in kind of this weird tear about something, and then. We talked about the plan in the morning and she kind of cheered up and she wanted to go have pancakes, this little place that's walkable from here. So it's literally like right at the time the clock is set. Like I feel that little hand. She's like, Happy New Year! (laughs) 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 And happy new year. Let's go get pancakes. We get our stuff together. It was it was nice. It was a nice morning. Yeah. All right. I can't find what I'm looking for. Oh, maybe the maybe Ron knows this kind of thing. Is Ron in here? This is this is a wrong thing. I
0: don't remember a young quarterback from Oklahoma.
1: Wasn't young at the time. He oh. had knee problems for years. But he—he oh, he, he Sam Bradford. Yes, Sam Bradford. Oh,
0: I thought you were thinking of some obscure guy. Oh no, we would know.
1: We went to Sam Bradford. Oh, poor Sam Bradford. But Sam Bradford was the off the couch guy after the injury. That was that construct. That's what made me think. Uh, yeah, kind of. I mean, I think everyone thought he was coming
0: back anyway. But I mean. What and he had three season-ending knee injuries, two with the Rams, one with the Vikings. I think. Yeah, and he uh, because I believe the Sam Bradford season was what begot the Case Keenum season. Okay. Because I think Bradford, because Bradford was not signed off the couch after an injury. Sam Bradford was brought in as the starter for a season. It was like we got Sam Bradford. As I recall. He got hurt in the first game or two, and it was just like, oh, he definitely man. looked wild. It was after the Bridgewater. You're right, though, that Bradford was brought in. Bridgewater gets hurt summer practice, so they have a little window. So during that window, they bring Bradford in, and it's like, oh, we got an actual starter. And you know, poor guy was a good, good quarterback, but
1: just he was good. You know, he was a little breezish. He was all about accuracy, but he mm-hmm. couldn't walk. <laughs> Yeah, but he was just so injury prone, and uh, yeah, he went
0: out very early in the season, and then that's what I believe, uh, if I'm not mistaken, that's when Case Keenum came in and had the great Case Keenum year.
1: Right. Okay. Gotcha. Thank you for. And there are a couple of people actually did type in Sam Bradford here. Good job, Peanut Gallery.
0: I'm yeah, I was thinking the, of some like obscure guy. I was, I was thinking like because Sam Bradford, I believe, was
1: first overall draft pick. Was he? He was. Yeah, he was certainly he was a a big first name. rounder.
0: I believe he was a numero uno for the Rams back in the day.
1: He looked it. He passed the eyeball test. He looked. Oh, if eyeball. he hadn't
0: gotten hurt, I mean, you, you know, he
1: might not have won a Super Bowl. But
0: although, if if the, all the cards, <laughs> everything falls the same, and McVeigh winds up with him, I'm just probably pretty sure he wins a Super Bowl.
1: Right. There's a bunch of people we know in here. Thanks, Ewan. Appreciate you, Joe, Bill Horner, Heather Saigo. What's up, lady? Uh, Everyone's off. It's New Year's, right? I know it's cool. Uh, Greg, Ron Schultz. Ron Milford, Barry Weakman. What's up, Barry? That's good to see you guys. We appreciate you. Appreciate the support. All right. So what uh, – okay. So I think the big – the offseason story last year was the whole Jets thing and Aaron Rodgers. And, oh, yeah. Uh, you know. This year, I feel like it's it's all about the Bears. What are the Bears going to do, right? Really? You think the offseason storyline is the Bears? I think it is. I think – do the Bears draft a quarterback and – send justin fields to well, Atlanta, right though, they
0: have those two or, draft picks
1: or do they keep justin fields and build around him and i don't know what to do if i were the bears i'm not sure which i would go for what would you pick
0: i would draft a quarterback for sure i think the only question is do you do you try to get perhaps greedy and keep justin field i mean i don't know what what i don't know what fields is charging them right now but do you hang on to him as your high price backup
1: I looked and, it you know, up. He's seeing... not high price yet. <clears throat> he's going into his fourth year. Yeah. And then, right. of course, there's a there's a fifth year option after yeah. that. So I mean, could I trade you... him, but there's not much contract left for the team that that's why he's not worth a lot in trade. Yes, exactly. Um, exactly. Uh I I tell you
0: regardless of what they do, and I, I suppose you can get rid of Fields, I think you get rid of Fields. I think you get, and I, don't, I think it's kind of a shame to trade somebody. They're not going to get a ton for him. They're going to get something for him. They're not going to get what he's worth. I think he's, I think he's pretty good. I think he'd be an upgrade for a lot of people. I think he's on a bad team. All that said, I'm a Vikings fan. I have watched many Justin Fields games. And if you told me tomorrow, can we have Justin Fields? I would say, no, thank you, sir. Really? It's just going to keep us. It's just going to keep us in the same nine and eight, eight and nine purgatory we've been in for so long. I think he's good but not great i think if you you know yeah i guess if you put him on uh the niners or something you know it, i'm not saying he couldn't win a super bowl but i i think he's not you have to have an amazing roster around him and I, as a vikings fan i'm sick of mediocre quarterbacks i'd rather take it take another shot i, I think you know look at what philly does Just like well we have Carson Wentz. the wednesday let's draft another guy let's keep drafting him you know hey it works out um Oh, the Bears have so much draft mm. capital. They've had good draft picks. They sh- theoretically, if they weren't terrible, uh, should have a decent young roster. But with, with that Carolina pick and their own pick, I don't see how you don't spend one of them on a quarterback. I just think it's crazy not to.
1: You know yes, yeah, it's, it's so inviting field? to take a swing at what could be a superstar, and also the idea of resetting the clock on this cheap quarterback situation. Yeah, I mean, you know,
0: that's what I'm saying. Mm. If, you, if if you can swing it, if you can keep Fields as your backup. Why the hell not? <laughs> I mean, because I think I think there's an argument to be made if you if his trade value is relatively low, and also his trade value could actually go up a lot midseason when, again, you have the situation where you have a few starters go down, and all of a sudden Justin Fields starts looking pretty sweet to a team that has playoff aspirations, but suddenly their quarterback's out. Maybe then you can actually, despite his short contract, squeeze more value out of him as a trade ship. But I just think if you don't take – uh, if you don't take the the numero uno, oh uh, boy, uh, what is it? Drake? Man, it's not Drake May. What's the guy everyone wants to go first?
1: I'm not a yeah, college. Yeah, the, the USC kid. Yeah, yeah the he's, USC a kid. Of, he's a little bit. He's a little bit of a I, pain in the ass, though. I don't know. But yeah, yeah,
0: but I, I mean, I just think you have to take those swings because if he if he turns out to be a Mahomes ish or maybe not even Mahomes, Josh Allen ish level, you'll be kicking yourself forever that you're like, oh, we took a really good defensive tackle or something like that.
1: Yeah, I I hear you.
0: All right, just to play devil's advocate, though. Two high draft picks, really high draft picks, in a famously quarterback rich. I mean, there's a real – this is stupid and they should do this, but there's a real chaos bonkers move where you go – you take the number one and you take like the third best quarterback as well and just see which one pans out. (laughs) I mean, that's nuts. I realize that's nuts. but They're they're going to wind up with like like one –
1: one in 10-ish, probably, because the Bears ended up winning a few games here at the end. So yeah, but they their, their own good. pick, they have Carolina, which is almost certainly going to be the number one overall. Yeah. But their own pick is going to be, you know, 7-13, somewhere in there. Um, yeah, but if
0: there's five or six really great quarterbacks, not everyone's taking a QB right up top. I don't think, you know, I think they'll see some other players come off the board. I, I don't think they should actually do that, by the way. But I, I really yeah. do think. I, you know, whether or not it's, it's a USC guy or Drake may, uh, I I just, you kind of take a chance on having a generational quarterback when Justin Fields is, I mean, what are the chances Justin Fields is four years in is secretly much better than we think.
1: It's he's the end of the third year now, and he's been on a bad team the whole time and they didn't really play much at the beginning. It's, I think it's still possible. I really do. And I think he's shown flashes that are just like, oh, wow. Right? Like, I, you know. But, okay, just to play devil's advocate, you can go the other way. Trading Justin Fields, because he's only got two years left on a contract, if you pay the fifth-year option, he's not going to bring a king's ransom. It's going to be like a two and a three or something. Uh, But if you trade the number one overall pick, that's like, three ones or something that's some giant ransom i i don't know i could see i could i think it's a defensible position to because they already have a lot of draft capital just build around this fucking guy and make it happen i think that's <laughs> yeah. one way that makes perfect sense i don't know if that's if that works i don't know if that's what they'll do but i think that's a totally defensible position and on I the other if side they were
0: a comp- if they were a competent organization that is exactly what they would do but do, do you see Matt Eberflus and that jackwagon of a GM they have putting together a Howie Roseman-style roster or something like that? I mean, I just, I just think they're too capitalist. I think the only chance the Bears have is getting dragged along by a massive superstar quarterback. They're organizationally too just too bankrupt.
1: I mean the the buzz about Caleb Williams is that he has that potential. So you have to think yeah. that. I agree with you that you almost. Your hand is almost forced that you have to you have to do that and see. Because yeah. if it works, he's cheap. You build around him. I mean, you're in the Super Bowl conversation for the next few years. You know, the
0: instructive comparison here, I would say, is uh the Andy Reed Chiefs, Alex Smith was probably about as good as Justin Fields was ranking wise. He was probably about the twelfth best quarterback in the league at that point. And right. they ditched Alex Smith and they got Mahomes and some people thought that was a bit of a risk,
1: you know. But just to be fair, Andy they had them both for a year, right? I know and they had them were able both. To, this is my point: you have them both for a year. They were able to watch them both in practice and understand what was happening before sure. they let the other good guy go. Yeah, if you Absolutely. could do that,
0: but that was a you know that was a swing. When you could say right. that Andy Reid could have said, uh, "Well, let's bolster the you know let's keep this pick and spend it on another player to build around Alex. I'm a good coach and we're a good organization. They are." Um, but I don't know, just as a Vikings fan, you, you had Michael Vick, you know what it's like to have a great quarterback as a Vikings fan to have like never really, I mean, Kirk's real good. And I like Kirk a lot, but to have had the, the, the guy that like makes all the difference in the world by himself, man, that's never cool. had
1: that. Let's thinking back. Never, ever. And Brandt- my fan is a Vikings fan.
0: I mean, I don't think the, I don't think Favre was that in his one year. No. <laughs> Favre was definitely top five quarterback that year, though, right?
1: He was good. It
0: wasn't like Favre <clears throat> in the, his Green Bay heyday or whatever. Plus, right. it was just sort of, sort of tainted by the whole weirdness of the whole thing. That was such, <laughs> yeah,
1: it was very weird.
0: Such a corrupt situation in general. Such a gross, weird thing.
1: <laughs> All right, so you're a Vikings fan. What do, you, <clears throat> what do you want? Are you signing Kurt again?
0: What are yeah. you doing? I don't see how you don't.
1: One year of Kurt for whatever some giant price tag, forty five million. You you draft
0: somebody else cheap, and you start taking swings, and you start working toward it. But I think it's—I was watching Justin Jefferson the last couple of games. Who who wasn't? It It is amazing. And I was thinking it's just too much of a bummer to the idea of burning this guy's prime on three or four years of like seventeenth overall pick quarterbacks who don't pan out. It's just yeah. so depressing. Yeah, but I was like, man, you 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 don't need somebody that great to throw to Justin Jefferson for him to get the ball. Like yeah. him coming back on that fumble uh, last week when he he ran back like twenty yards to recover that the Nick Mullins fumble. Just these incredible heads up plays. He's just doing stuff by himself. He's so tough and smart and 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 I, I just I don't it just bums me out. It's like if they're gonna. Kind of, they're going to kind of dick around, I almost would wish they would trade Jefferson just like, you know, let him fly. You know, if you love something, let it go. I don't want to see him get wasted, but he and Kirk have such a great connection um, that, you know,
1: I, I don't a lot really... of that this year, you know, that as a fantasy player, there's a lot of really great receivers who have been squashed by bad quarterback play. Yeah. You well, know, there's no Garrett, quarterbacks. <laughs> <I don't, clears throat> right. Garrett Wilson has had the same thing the whole mm-hmm. season, you know, like, and no one can throw him the ball consistently. So, from a fantasy point of view, he's just a total bust. You know, it's a shame. Second
0: like year in a row. And then you got to wonder with with the guys like you know, Garrett was squawking pretty hard last year about wanting to leave. And then they signed Rogers, and he was like, you could tell he was like, okay, here we go. Uh right. You got to wonder how much uh, how long this can go before some of these guys just go. You know what? I'm going to take a crap deal somewhere else just to I know. like play some fun football and prove my Drake,
1: value. Drake London and Kyle Pitts are two of the most dynamic receiving threats in the league and just nothing is happening for two years in a row. It's just like, it's got to drive them bananas. Cause it's not only just like, Hey, it'd be nice to do a touchdown celebration. I mean, this affects your bottom line. The the stats that you're talking about with agents, when you're signing the next deal, you know, like you have no stats because they won't throw you the fucking ball has got to be completely maddening. Yeah. It's killing
0: your market value. And on top of that, a lot of times, These guys have stuff built in for bonuses and stuff. You know, like, oh, if I catch a certain amount of touchdowns, I get this. Or if we get to the playoffs and all this well. Right. (laughs) He can't even throw you the ball. So you can't catch the touchdowns that aren't thrown to you. So now you make no money.
1: I saw that uh, Odell Beckham has some crazy incentive-laden contract. I was like, who put incentives in an Odell Beckham contract? You know he's going to be bitchy about everything already. (laughs) Yeah, that's a good
0: point. That's a really – that's yeah. a very bad if you did that with Justin Jefferson, and one of the reasons I love him is Jefferson would just be like, "Oh yeah, well I'm going to do twice that or whatever," you know, like he he has that that like he's cocky, but it's different, you know, it's like cocky, but it's like it's more self assured and like he motivated or something. I don't know. I love his attitude, but yeah, Bill is just going to be like, "I can't believe you threw the tight end the ball twice today." <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Although, man, that Beckham catch in that that Dolphins game. Was so pretty that oh, he's great. Standing backwards, it was just like oh yeah, that's why he's him.
1: Yeah, he's great when he's healthy and got his head on straight. He's great. He's it's it's a poetry in motion.
0: He's a little more of a highlight guy than a consistency guy. Like you know, it, which is I think probably frustrating if he's on your team. But as a guy who just watches him in like you know prime time games, it's like great.
1: Yeah, bring sure. it on. Yeah, it's fun. It's fun. So what happens from here? What what what's your prediction over the? The playoff run. There's about eight teams, right? That could win it all.
0: Yeah, I think um, I think the Vikings definitely missed the playoffs. I think the Packers probably make the playoffs. I think the Packers could be a little dangerous in the playoffs. Hmm. Uh, not like Super Bowl, but like, you know, maybe not your favorite wildcard team to get in the first round. Yeah. Um, but I think this, man, it, it seems unlikely that this, this is going to be a ton of surprises. I think it's going to be one of those like really fun last week of the season, really fun wild card weekend because you'll have all those little mediocre teams bouncing around. But I think pretty quickly after two weeks from now, all these sort of cellar dweller playoff type teams who were just hanging on at, you know, barely above right. 500 are all going to get scrapped. I think it's going to it's going to shake out to pretty much what you think it's going to be, you know. Uh, Line up season.
1: on this side to be smashed by the Niners. <laughs> Line up on yeah. this side to be smashed by the Ravens. <laughs> exactly.
0: Exactly. And because I, I think, yeah, I, I and it, 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 it'll depend, you know, depending on how the scheduling works out. You might, you may have a, you know, the Bills might sneak up into a cool championship game. I just, I think you just hope that the schedule works out so much that whoever it is that gets to each championship game is worthy of playing the Ravens and the Niners so that you get two good championship games. Yeah. Because I think if you have like a really fun week before that, where like a scrappy team that's not that not as good, like pulls out a miracle victory, it's like real fun the week before. And then spoken as a guy who's Vikings did this and got to the championship and it was like, oh yeah, they weren't really supposed to be here. So the Eagles are just going to beat them by 40 points now, you know?
1: Yeah. Right. It doesn't
0: make for a great, uh, next to last week of real football.
1: That's right. That's why at the end when your team is like, oh, if everything goes right and these three teams lose and we'll get like, I don't even care anymore. Like you're, that's not a team that's going anywhere.
0: No, <laughs> no. no I, I said, you know, I, I was talking about that to a friend of mine and he was like, and I get this. He goes, yeah, but you know what? I just, the, whenever there's a Vikings game to look forward to, it gives me something that I really enjoy during the week. And so even just one more week gives me one more week to look forward to it. And and I, and I get that, but I have a hard time not shaking that. Like I don't know, like you're like if someone told me uh, I was going to do a big comedy showcase and there's managers there and they're looking at everything. Well, I'm only really on the showcase because someone got sick at the last minute and no <laughs> one's really paying attention. But I can do some time. And they're like, wait, I guess you were there and that's cool. But like you're just there to fill time because they had those certain allotment of space that they needed to fill. But you're not really you're not really getting looked at. I can say that as someone who's been at many showcases as the we needed three more comics on this showcase and uh, no one's paying attention.
1: <laughs> I've been there, I did it at Acme with when uh, when a big shot came in to look at Nick Schwartzen one year.
0: Oh, sure. Yeah. I mean, it's worked out. It's worked out for me in the reverse a couple of times, mm-hmm. but um, but yeah, I I, uh, I did a just for a laugh showcase back when old uh, Jeff Singer was still running everything. <laughs> Good riddance to that hat. Anyway, uh, <laughs> they did a sixteen comic showcase for just for laughs, and uh, fourteen comics got called to New York for a second audition, and I was one of the two who did Come not. Come on,
1: really? I
0: know. I was like That's ratio. Just, what a horrible doing, And like some of the people, they've been doing comedy for like a day. and It was, you know, I mean, it was crazy. And it, was, it wasn't was like I had a bad set, by the way. It wasn't like, you know, sometimes you're like, ah, I blew that one. It was like, that's ah, pretty good. I was like, I might not have been the numero uno pick of the night, but I was, I think, cons- consensus middle of the pack. Right. Just ever, the only thing that made me feel less bad was that the only other person who didn't get the call back, you know, maybe it was last comic, now that I think about it. But the only person who didn't get the call back with me was Josh Sneed, who oh, was wow. in my mind like, well, he's like for sure going to the next round. Like, good, right. you know. <laughs> and so, it made, the only thing that made me feel better was I was like, I think he got screwed more than I did. <laughs> so,
1: <laughs> I did a last comic one time where they took it was like you know the whole process, and there's thirty yeah. guys doing the night show, and hundreds of people come in the afternoon, whatever. So they yeah. picked 10 from New York City to go to Hollywood where all of your dreams are going to come true. Uh, and I didn't make the cut for that. And after the show, I was hanging with uh, – was one of the judges was a comic I knew. It was the big, tall um, – I'm going to do the Sam Bradford thing where I can't blank out his name again. Anyway, it's a comic that we know, and uh, he was one of the judges. And after the show, we're kind of hanging and talking shop, and he shakes my hand. He goes, hey, for whatever it's worth, man, uh, you were number 11. And there was a, and there was a long pause and then we both just busted out laughing like what am i going to do with that information Yeah right, exactly I'm number 11 <laughs> All right <laughs> yeah, <dude>. thanks <laughs> Woohoo Yeah I'm number 11 Okay
0: and of course the reality is numbers nothing good happened to numbers three through ten probably or whatever you know what i mean or, oh
1: yeah of course i mean it's show is such a fluke fest from top to yeah, bottom. yeah nobody
0: who got i remember whatever this thing was that i was because i was pretty salty about this whole me and me and one other guy not getting the call you know this ratio hurt my feelings it's one of the few times in like showbiz where i was like i took it personally i was like come on <laughs> um but everyone else had to fly themselves to New York, this was before the you know, this was the one audition before they pay for everything. And so uh, everybody okay. else had to fly to like New York or LA to do these second auditions, and literally nobody I know passed. So I was like, Well, really, I saved like $800. <laughs> That's
1: right. Yeah. Hotel, so it actually worked out fine.
0: So I'm not mad sweating, about it. Wedding,
1: pacing, nervousness.
0: I've lost a lot of contests and a lot of showcase. It's fine, it's usually fine, but that <laughs> one did. I was like, Really,
1: really? Oh, uh, I've had a couple that really made me hurt my feelings. I was, yeah, you know, yeah, I hear you. I've been there. I get it.
0: But this is – this would be not – to put it, bring it back into playoff terms. You know, there's some years, like when the Ravens lost with, with Lamar, was what, 19 or something like that. They had a real good team, and they just had a bad first game and got bounced early. Yeah. So that's one where the – like, that's when you go, we should have still been in this. You know, they – uh, Right. I, I, I've yet to see the Vikings – well, last year, I guess, was the first – last year was the first time the Vikings lost a playoff game where I was like, oh, come on. I mean, the Blair Walsh miss was frustrating, but I don't know that I thought that the they were going to go much farther. Than well, that, hey, that,
1: that I'm, a, I'm a comedian from Atlanta. If I talk football in Minnesota, everyone every single time brings up that loss. From what year was that? Like, oh, that Rangers. was the most
0: painful individual game was the Blair Walsh. <laughs> I just don't know that they were going to go on. I remember the thought last year that that Vikings team. No,
1: had, no, not Blair Walsh. Like way back, like when the Falcons, Chris Chandelier Falcons, with the, oh, ra- the yeah, Randy yeah, yeah. the, the no, Randy cool. Moss I mean, I in Minnesota at that point. So that was pre me. That was uh, my like, Randy Moss. I think it was Culpepper. Randy. Moss. Oh yeah,
0: that must have been. Brutal. I mean, that the, team course, was the really, one, uh, what's That was a really field. good team. Yeah. yeah no. Bro, oh, it was like, I'm so glad I wasn't around for that. I was not that as <laughs> good at the time. Uh, the Blair Walsh was my introduction to the uh, the misery. Gary Anderson. You're thinking of the Gary Anderson, misery? Gary goal? Anderson. That's yeah. Right. No, the Blair Walsh one was the – Ron Tyson, right 1998. <laughs> yeah. Because in the last year, though, I really thought, like – I really thought they were definitely going to beat the Giants and they had a an actual chance of beating whoever they played next. Right. Like, it felt um, – when they got bounce slaps, come on. Really? <laughs> Daniel Jones
1: <laughs> oh that one was tough <laughs> so how do you avoid making the Daniel Jones mistake because that's you know we I, it's so easy to overpay these guys because you're panicked about winding up with Desmond Ritter but this is the other side of the problem you pay a lot for a guy who's a tiny bit better than Desmond Ritter and then we're yeah
0: <laughs> I think that's the Justin Fields problem I think he's a little bit better than Daniel Jones for sure but I mean that's the problem is that like I kind of have come to the thought that like, if, you, if you're not, if you're not, if you don't have a top 10 quarterback, you should be trying to get a new quarterback all the time.
1: It's a pretty good argument just in terms of like the real numbers and the process and the ebb yeah. and flow of the game, because there's so many other factors going on and that's the one, that's the most important thing. And if you can really like knock that one out of the park, then it could really smooth over some other weaknesses, you know? And especially if and, you get a young you can, one,
0: you can absolutely win a super, super Bowl with a top five, even a top six, seven quarterback. I don't, I don't think it has to be. You know, Jared Goff has a Super Bowl. He's good. Yeah, he's I agree. definitely good. Yeah, but he's not amazing. I mean, you know, uh, Matt, Matt Stafford. I and mean, there's a lot of guys who are, uh, you know, who, who could get you there. Have gotten you there. Could get you there. I think. Uh, yeah. But I, but I think as soon as you dip out of the ten, I think it's a, it's unlikely, but very possible. Five to ten, and outside of ten, it's like, what do you have the best defense? You have the 86
1: Bears defense, yeah. Then you have those occasional Brad Johnson kind of years where everything else was just perfect, and right.
0: But you get in the Minnesota situation, you know, where you have a 13 guy, let's say 14, it's like, wait, it's pretty good, you know, like a Derek Carr, you know, you know, like, I mean, if we you, you can fantasize about how if everything went right. <laughs> He could make it, but you that's go right. okay. But what are the chances that everything's going to go right? We're not going to have any injuries. What you need is the Mahomes, you know, type guy. I mean, I know he's the best, but or Josh Allen. You need the guy who's like, oh, he could win that game by himself. If things weren't going well, that's how you win the Super Bowl.
1: Yeah, that's right. I agree.
0: All right, so yeah. But I think the Vikings, honestly, I think Kirk Cousins is a top ten quarterback. Just he's in the outside edge, but I think he is in that. And I think if everything fell right you know, um, I think if, uh, yeah, I agree last year, if Brian Flores had been the defensive coordinator last year and Kirk Cousins was still healthy, Ooh, that'd have been a dangerous team.
1: Yeah. I think uh, based on this conversation, I think I'm, I'm tweaking my thoughts about it. I think I, I want, I'd like the Falcons to trade up and, and go get one of these young studs, take a swing, you know,
0: that's why Russell Wilson doesn't interest me. Um, just, so you're going to place hold for, you're going to have to take that swing sooner or later. Can you do it.
1: both? Can you, I mean, you could do, Yeah, both. I think you can do both. You could do a Russell Wilson type and trade a couple of firsts or whatever to go get. Yeah, a, I
0: think if you don't get Caleb Williams or Drake may or, or, you know, whatever, I, I'm not, a, I don't watch enough college football to, I think kid, won the enough yeah. to talk about these guys. Like they've watched other games. Like, I don't watch their games. Right. Right. But, you know, unless you're the top couple of three guys, you know, who you're like, I know this guy's starting day one, like that's what it is. Well, I, I think it really helps a lot of these guys to sit for at least half a season, if not a full season. Sure. And so, uh, yeah, having, I don't think there's anything wrong. I think that's what the Vikings kind of should be doing with Kirk. Just keep Kirk around another year or two, start taking swings. But you've got a real chance of doing well. And Kirk is a, I think Cousins, especially being a seemingly such a good dude and a good quarterback, is really going to pass on a lot of knowledge to these young guys. I think he'd be a great mentor. To, to sit behind and watch and learn from. Uh, so I think they have a real advantage to have a great character guy and a guy who can win them some games while they develop a young guy. Because I don't think the Vikings, for instance, they're not going to get Caleb Williams. So they're probably not going to get a day one starter.
1: Who else is going to teach them to take your shirt off and wear some chains and blow into a giant horn? That was the best, literally the best moment
0: of the whole game was Kirk and his cute <laughs> little kid from uh, that, you know, was he, he was giving the chicken fingers on hard knocks. And he's like, come on, buddy, let's get you some chicken fingers. How do you not like that guy? He's so nice. He's so dad core. He's just like, I know. He's like a huge dork, but he just lives in it. And I'm like, the best.
1: <laughs> it's good to talk to you, buddy. First, yeah. uh, first podcast of the year.
0: Oh, that's right, that's right. Kind of, I, kind of first forgot. anything of the year
1: for me. All I did was eat breakfast with my kid before this. So happy New Year. Yeah, happy New Year to you. Where can people find you, Brian Miller?
0: Uh, you can find me uh, at Real Brian Miller on Twitter and at Funny Brian Miller on Instagram and. Uh, yeah, I'll be around. I'm doing, uh, gosh, where will I be? I'm doing um, doing a bunch of privates in the early uh, private gigs in the early part of the year. I'll be at Camp Bar in St. Paul the third week of January, if you want to pop out and see me in St. Paul. Awesome. And uh, I'm doing some, yeah, I'll be doing it on the road. I'm, oh, I'm at the Comedy Caravan in Louisville. I should I should plug that one. Oh, plug that Make sure I get the dates right. I'm at the Comedy Caravan in Louisville, February 8th, 9th, and 10th.
1: How many so, times do you have to go there before you say Louisville? What's the matter? I'm with you? from Kentucky. So I have gone
0: through the gauntlet and come out speaking properly. <laughs> You're sticking with Louisville? I'm not regressing to Louisville. I left Louisville for Louisville. In the, of the, I left Louisville of the world for the Louisville of the mind many years ago. And I plan to continue residing there. I do, I do quite enjoy that club, though.
1: It's a good one. It's got, it's got heart, man. That, thing, yeah. that place has been a living, breathing like comedy museum for 40 years. It's, yeah, everyone's it's been fun, through fun. that place. Looking forward to getting back there. And it is gritty with the lights on. That's exactly what you think of, you know, these old clubs, you know.
0: Yeah. Oh, that was the old um, comedy cafe, I think it was in Milwaukee, that had been there before they moved from that old spot where like I'm like Bill Hicks had been on that stage, you know, like.
1: Oh, yeah. That Louisville that place- room has everybody. It, ev- I mean, it was one of the first clubs in the country. In like 82, when that boom happened and they all opened, that was one of the... That was one of the real gems in the comedy universe for years. All the Tim Allen's and Roseannes and yeah. Eddie Murphy. Everybody went through that room. Yeah, I cool. kind
0: of couldn't believe that Regan had never worked Acme.
1: Regan never did Acme ever.
0: He didn't know Lewis. He, he must he's have been got to Acme like to he hang was out.
1: famous before Lewis was sort of running it.
0: Yeah, I would have thought there would have been some early '90s crossover. Right. I, that's what I would. I'm obviously, now he's he's been a theater guy. Regan has for. Good lord, 20 it, years at least. It's about
1: 20 years. But he's yeah. been
0: around for like 33, 34 years.
1: Yeah. Hmm. Yeah, I'm I am surprised to hear that. There must have been a little bit of like he was sort of, you know. Because even this when he did even when he up. was doing clubs, he was doing like the really hot tie-end like improvs for giant money and yeah, stuff. Yeah, and
0: you know, comedy. I'm sure he did comedy gallery I know he did comedy gallery back in the day. So maybe oh, he was okay. still doing if he did pop into town, maybe he did. I didn't ask him about it last night. But I just, as we were talking, I was like, "Wait, you never worked here?" He's like, "Oh no, I love this place. We never worked
1: here." That's so weird.
0: Yeah, <laughs> I just <laughs> want to assume because, like, Skyline, so many of those rooms that I work, you know, you see his, his his old headshot. No one takes the Brian Regan headshot off the wall. He's Brian Regan, right? And, right. You know, he hasn't worked at the Skyline or whatever
1: since you know 1992. <laughs> it's or whatever. been a minute. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> All right, uh, one last note for me, guys. If you're listening to this, you're the hardcores. Join the Facebook pages of All Pro Lines and Kostaki Economopolis. There's a lot going on over there, especially the All Pro Lines page is really blowing up right now. We're doing a lot of memes and it's fun and interactive and you guys are the core. So I'd love to get you involved. Happy New Year, everybody. Thanks for listening. And uh, we'll talk to you in a week. I hope you get to, I hope all your fantasy football, oh, fantasy football's over. I hope all of your real football dreams come true. <laughs> <laughs> all right. See you guys. Wait, where's the music? This why I still miss. Still miss her. <laughs> <laughs> What's so
0: special about Hero Bread soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? These ultra-low net carb baked goods contain zero sugar, fewer calories, and more protein than the leading brands, and are high in fiber to support gut health.